Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Jimmy Scaffins Podcast Radio Show, coming to you on this Sunday, February the 18th, 2024. Hopefully, it finds you staying safe and staying sweaty all at the same time. Let's try this again. Uh, this is actually my second go-around of trying to do a podcast today. I actually have my back doors open. Sun is shining. The weather's nice. You might hear a couple of jets go by, uh, which is okay. Front door is locked, so it should be fine. But I found my brain wandering um, the last probably 20 minutes I was talking and uh, just not really flowing. But hopefully I can deliver you guys some value on this episode because I know this is a problem for a lot of people. I'm going to walk through how I've done it, what I've seen work for clients, and hopefully something that can actually help you because this is a lot of things. This is a, this is a, a big one. This is a, a bugaboo, if you will. Uh, how I quit overeating on the weekend. And a lot of you tend to kind of sabotage yourselves Friday night, Saturday night, maybe even Sunday, and you're awesome during the week. So we're going to play off of uh, original article, I believe uh, Krista Scott Dixon put this out over on uh, PN, and uh, Precision Nutrition always uh, comes with a bunch of bangers, and I think this is uh, great. So I'll walk through what I used to do, I'll walk through what um, I do now, uh, what I've seen Heather do, our clients do, and then just five strategies um, to help you guys, you know, be better uh, on the weekends. And if that's what's been holding you back from your, you know, fat loss goals or, or building muscle goals or just overall being healthier in life, because I know it's it's tough, man. Uh, it's not easy to be healthy. It's not. Not in the world we live in today. Um, with uh, all the, the, the restaurants you get to go to, all the food delivery services, how life revolves around alcohol, every social setting, um, kids, you're busy, you're stressed, uh, just, it, it's a tougher environment uh, than it's ever been before, sure, and uh, it's just easier, it's at your fingertips, hyper palatable foods are everywhere, and then you just get into a, a pattern, and you get into a loop, and uh, you follow that loop religiously, whether it's good or bad, so I'm going to walk you guys through how to quit doing that, and be healthier moving forward in 2024, and, uh, and I already know I, I was talking for damn near a half hour, and I had to turn off the episode because it sucked. And so hopefully this one is better for you guys. I like to be real with you. Uh, not every day can I do a one take like Denzel. And today is definitely not that day, but here we are. So a couple quick housekeeping things. One, again, you guys already know the Jeremy Scott Fitness app is live, jeremyscottfitness.app. You get a week for free. All my weekly workouts, full mobility flows, a microdosing mobility program is in there. Everybody should do that five minutes a day. You'll feel better, you'll move better, and you'll thank me once it's done. Only takes a month. And I only need five minutes of your time. We just loaded our 30 old school fat loss finishers in there. These are great little end caps to your workout. You can do it before your workout, after your workout, intra workout, or anytime. Um, even as mobility for some of you, if it's just body weight stuff to get warmed up. But that just came in there. So if you want to check that out, link is in the show notes, jeremyscottfitness.app. Train with me, get all my weekly stuff, and uh, over a thousand videos, plus I think 14 or 15 full programs as well to boot. Real quick, our friends at Just Meats right now doing 25% off your first order. If you go into the show notes, justmeats.com slash discount slash Jeremy15, you'll get 25% off. So if you order, you know, 200 bucks worth of meat, it's a pretty good savings there. Again, it's going to be cheaper than the stuff you buy at the grocery store. It's grass-fed, no artificial colors, no flavors, no bullshit in there. Heather and I have been using this about four or five nights per week. I think right now when you guys order, it'll actually give you a free pound or so of, uh, of the chicken breast, which is great. I do like their brisket, which I've talked about here before, but I think my new favorite is their teriyaki beef, which is awesome. They do have a Hawaiian style um, 
I think it's like, a, is it a chicken teriyaki or is it just Hawaiian style chicken? I can't remember. Both those are awesome. And this sweet and spicy chicken, and I can't do spicy stuff at all, so it's not really spicy, but that's the name on it. Uh, that has a great flavor. I'm not a huge chicken fan, but I do love those two chicken options. And then there's another pork one that Heather and I did the other night. We've been doing that like four nights a week, essentially. Uh, super easy. Takes all of about maybe five minutes total to make it. Add in your cauliflower rice or your veggies. And you're good to go. It's made it's made life easier for us, and I do love how it tastes. And it's a lot of stuff that I would never make on my own. So if you guys want uh, an easy, simple, fast solution to be healthier and have meals that taste awesome, check it out. We'll get you 25% off your first order. I think 15 off every order after that, and then you get a bunch of free chicken on top of it right now. If you guys want to check it out again, Family Ranch Utah, we love what they're doing. That's why we partner with them. So justmeats.com/slash/discount/slash/jeremy15, and the link for that is in the show notes. And you guys already know. The one thing I take every single day and I never miss, shout out to my friends at AG1. If you want a free sample, ask me. We'll send it right to your front door. Nobody else is offering free samples, but we are. DrinkAG1.com slash Jeremy Scott. If you want to order some right now, we'll get you a year's supply of free vitamin D and five free travel packs with order one. But this is the thing that I do take every day. I travel with it. It takes about 20 seconds. It's the easiest health hack that I can do. And I know being healthy is hard. I already mentioned it on this episode but it shouldn't be. And this is an easy thing you can throw into your diet. Not only did this replace my multivitamin about six or seven years ago, but one scoop, one travel pack gets me my prebiotics, my probiotics, my digestive enzymes, gut support, magnesium, vitamin C, zinc, adaptogens, you name it. I'm not going to take 15 different pills. I can just take this and be on my way. On top of that, I think it's the best tasting out there. So it's a win-win across the board. So if you want to pick some up and you want all the free stuff, DrinkAG1.com slash Jeremy Scott gets it to you. But if you want a free sample, shoot us a message. We'll send it right to your front door. You can try it for free and then get hooked up with all the free stuff from there. My gift and promise to you guys. All the other sponsors we're going to throw in the show notes here. Our friends at Dry Farms Wine, our people at Sleep Sold Separately, and obviously JLab Pro where we get our protein, turmeric, collagen, and cruel oils for daily use. Um, what am I forgetting here? Um, oh yeah, shout out to uh, my man, Dave DiLorenzo. Uh, he is my partner in our mastermind group. I know a lot of you guys have kind of asked questions around that. Uh, the application process is always open. Uh, if you want to look in the show notes, it's just jeremyscottfitness.com slash built dash different dash mastermind. This is where we coach a lot of entrepreneurs, solopreneurs, small to medium sized business owners. They come in, we have a ton of, uh, guest speakers, a lot of the people in our circle, whether it be in finance, it be real estate, if it's other fitness professionals, if it's uh, on AI talks, uh, SEO, uh, insurance, you name it, we've, we kind of cover uh, the gamut. So if you're somebody who's looking to level up their income, uh, advance their career, and learn from people who have built uh, million-dollar businesses, uh, this is a spot for you. So you can check it out. You can apply in there. And if you have specific questions, just ask, and I'm happy to answer for you guys. Now... With that, let's get right into how to stop overeating on the weekends and sabotaging all other results and the effort you put in during the week. Now, this is something I've seen over and over and over again for the better part of 15 years. I even got a guy here. He's a fit dude. His name's Chandler. Um, he's actually improved his mobility more than any person I've ever seen uh, probably in my career. Because just his dedication to doing mobility uh, post-workout is uh, is second to none. And obviously, he's reaped the benefits of that. He's you know probably 100 times more mobile than he ever was 
And if he had not been doing it all of this time, Lord knows where he would be. But my point is, is that he would eat really well years ago during the week. And then on the weekends, he would eat, you know, three, four, five, six, seven thousand calories, you know, a day. And then wonder why the results weren't coming. So he'd have these awesome five days at a deficit of maybe 500 calories per day or more. And then on the weekend, overeat by 5,000 calories each day. And hence, you're actually gaining weight and not losing weight because your weekends are just fucking tanking you. Now, I never was that extreme, but I would focus so much early on in my, I guess, fitness career or life or journey, especially when it's, you know, you're competing and you're doing so much at the time print work for magazines and all these photo shoots that we use for promo and for other brands, whether it be Muscle and Fitness or Men's Health or you name it. And you'd go really extreme and devoid yourself. And you're trying to be quote unquote perfect. And then once that was done, once you got off stage or off the competition and once you were done with the project or the shoot, you would go so hard the other way and binge so hard, make yourself sick where you'd feel like complete shit. The most common one I would do is I would go super hard. We would do a shoot or an event, whether it be video and photo or a combo. And then Heather and I would go to this place called Oregano's, which is still probably my favorite um, pizza place here or one of them. Um, so it's the one we probably frequent the most just because they're close to us. Uh, the food is always reliable and you know what you're getting and they don't really fuck around. And there's a lot of other stuff they do serve there as well. But I would go to like Oregano's and after not eating anything like this for weeks, go order, you know, two pizzas and eat basically both of them myself. Heather would have a couple slices and a giant pizuki, which essentially is this, you know, iron skillet based cookie with ice cream on top and then drink Lord knows how many ounces of, of Diet Coke and then feel like the most bloated, gross human that ever existed and look like you're pregnant. You still have abs, but you basically have a food baby. And that's what I would do. And that's the cycle I would be in until the point of where I got so tired of feeling like shit. And I remember like extreme one time, like I competed, I think it was, this was Fitness America, maybe one of the first times I ever competed. And Heather had to live with me through this misery where, you know, you're so lean and so shredded where you just have, you know, like basically, you know, essentially shredded glutes and your face is just completely falling off. You look like Skeletor. You're about two steps away from death, but you look great. And I remember going to like Cheesecake Factory and ordering, eating the bread that they bring for sure. Uh, I had it been like 20, what am I at the time? Probably 28, 27, maybe. And uh, so you're crushing the bread, order, uh, you know, uh, the Cubano Cuban sandwich with extra fries and extra ranch because I'm from the Midwest, and then two huge ass pieces of cheesecake. Now you're probably talking like, like a 10,000 calorie meal right there. And I just remember for like two days, I was just like a, like a hungover, worthless bag of shit. Now that, my friends, is not healthy. So I'm not saying anything here from a place of judgment. I've done everything you've done. I've just done it bigger, better, and dumber. I can promise you that. And for some people, it might be food that gets you on the weekend. It might be booze that gets you on the weekend. Or it might be a combo of both. But either way, um, we can walk through here some really simple things to help you avoid doing that. Because for a lot of you, you put in so much effort and so much work, you don't want to see the results die in the gym. You want them to carry with you. You know, 
not just, you know, the skills will stay with you, but you want to feel the part. You know, you want to feel strong. You want to feel healthy. You want to feel fluid and quick and mobile. And you don't want to be in pain. You don't want to have, you know, uh, chronic disease uh, from terrible eating habits. So the first strategy, just aim to be good enough. You can even aim to be great. Don't try to be perfect. Just stop it. Stop trying to be perfect. The the overemphasis on being perfect, and I can't, well, I can't eat, you know, a banana here. I can't eat a couple of chips here. I can't do this here. You might be an all or nothing person. It's all personality type. You do what works best for you, but don't think about it as being perfect. Just think about it as being like, I'm going to do the best I can do today. I'm going to be great today, or today I'm just going to be good enough. But you don't want to follow a perfect diet. And it's, what I mean by that is it, it's such a strict meal plan. It's measured down to the last teaspoon. For most people, that's not necessary. Should you count your macros? Should you count your calories? At certain points in your journey, 100% you should. If you're somebody and you haven't lost any weight and you're moving up and down a pound or two, it's probably good to understand what calories are, are going in and going out if you haven't moved much and you kind of eat the same thing because you might be three, 400 calories away from actually making some real progress if you just measure some things. But I don't think you have to freak out if you have an extra teaspoon of something like that's going to ruin the entire week for you. For a lot of you, it might just be something simple, not even diet related, just add in a 10 minute walk every day or a 10 minute ruck every day for the next 30 days. Now, all of a sudden, shit, I worked out four and a half extra hours this month that I never would have worked out before and I actually lost three pounds. And that's what puts you into the deficit. So that's a little just side tip you guys can put in your back pocket and take with you. So just don't be so neurotic and obsessed with during the week that by the time the weekend comes, your willpower completely gives out and you take a shit because you're so sick of this restrictive eating, you can't wait to actually, quote unquote, eat food you enjoy, so you bring on the weekend binge. That makes no logical sense to me. That's why I think trying to just be really good with whole nutrient-dense foods, whether it's you're doing that 80-20, 90-10, 95-5, whatever it may be, allow yourself some flexibility and wiggle room that fits your personality type. And so throughout the week, and the weekend, you just understand it's just eating. It's just living. And your health and fitness goals are the same as they are on Monday as they are on Sunday. And, you know, ask yourself, you know, how am I feeling today? What kind of mood am I in? You know, what can I fit into my day that is in line with my caloric goals and my macro goals that are going to allow me to keep making progress and keep feeling good and keep moving forward? But I'm not so obsessed about being perfect. A decent method to follow is I'm going to aim to be great today. And if I'm really struggling, I'm going to be good enough. And I kind of abide by these set of rules. But I'm not trying to be perfect. Because if you're overly restrictive and you keep telling yourself, I can't eat this, I can't do this, I can't have that. Most people tend to snap at some point and then go completely off the rails and go the other way. So I would say aim to be really great, but forget that perfect shit. Perfect doesn't exist in damn near anything in life, and I don't understand why your eating would have to be quote-unquote perfect, because that means so many different things to so many different people anyways. The next thing, you got to let go of like your food rules. 
like so many people have these dead fast rules, like what you can and can't eat, when you can and can't eat it, how much you can and can't eat, how much you can or can't have of this. Does that make sense what I'm saying? Like people will say things where I can't eat this because it's going to screw up my entire day. And if I do this, you know, it's like, it's why we, we joke about like the pancakes at breakfast, um, which is a, a terrible, obviously, choice. And what I mean is like if you're eating pancakes at breakfast and pounding mimosas, you know, at nine in the morning, you're probably not making a good choice at lunch. You're probably not super active during the day. You're probably not going to have your greatest workout. And you're probably not eating a great dinner because people kind of do that, you know, what I call like the, the screw it effect or like all that, you know, fuck it. You know, you had one shitty meal and then the wheels just completely fall off and like, well, I ate like shit this morning. So, you know, fuck it. I'll start tomorrow or fuck it. I'll start Monday. And I don't think that's a great attitude to have, but that's oftentimes what happens when you become so overly restrictive. And people will say things like, you know, I don't eat carbs. You know, I can't eat any carbohydrates today. So no, no croutons on my salad. And I would never have a sandwich and I can't have any potatoes with my omelet. And they'll, they'll say that on a Monday, a Tuesday, and a Wednesday, and a Thursday. And then Friday comes, and you find yourself with friends, and everybody's having pizza and beer. And you hold out for a little bit, and then finally you have a beer, and you grab a slice. And then you say, screw it. I've blown my diet, and I might as well just keep eating and eating and eating. And cue the binge at that point, and the snowball effect, and obviously the uncomfortable after effects of, of feeling like you have a, a beer and a pizza baby. Now, again, is that everybody? No. But for most people who are overly restrictive, that's it. Because their eating rules have led you to this overeating kind of lifestyle because you were so deprived, you had nothing you know left in the tank to give. Now, I'm not saying eat pizza on a Wednesday, but if you're the kind of person who can you know do things in moderation that might be a better option. But saying I can't do something on these days, but I can do something on these days just shuts the floodgates and then opens the floodgates for all these bad decisions. So I say kind of ditch the rules that you have in terms of that. Now, you can have general guidelines that you follow if it doesn't put you in a bad position. Now, do I typically eat pizza, me, on a Tuesday? No. But if somebody had a birthday party and we were invited and I kind of knew it was coming, I have no problem doing it. It's, there's nothing magical that happens on a Saturday versus Tuesday, and I'm happy to move my uh, eating style around and adjust my workouts accordingly. And so I, I kind of let life come to me in knowing that I, I don't have to have this all-or-nothing mentality, and I can kind of let my hunger and my you know lifestyle kind of guide my cues. You know, if you think about like what a a health person does versus a quote-unquote normal eater it's become really skewed these days. You know, a lot of people like a normal person just eats whatever the fuck they want, which I don't think is, is healthy anyway, especially if it's not mostly real minimally processed foods. Uh, they eat when they're physically hungry. Um, and they stop when they're physically full, no matter if it's Wednesday or Saturday morning, evening or night. And a lot of times that's, you know, not real food. And it's not the healthiest way to go about it. So you do have to ditch the hard, fast rules, but you have to keep some guardrails in place. And, and again, I always am going to reference 
personality type. And no, either you can have chips in the house or you can't have chips in the house. You can have ice cream in your house or you can't have it in your house. Everybody's different. Some people can do things in moderation. Some people are all or nothing. You have to know who you are. But what you really have to do is start paying attention to your own food rules and your own responses to it. And you just can't find yourself being so hangry and so hungry and so deprived you just give up on everything completely because it was so overly restrictive and you were way too hard on yourself. So again, what I found for me is like, well, I can never have peanut butter in the house. It's not true, but I have been known to go all gas, no brakes on peanut butter, which is not great either. So having a balance there and maybe sometimes just having individual packets or if I know I'm in a mood and I'm at the grocery store and I'm hungry, it's like, you know what? Do I really need to buy these bars today, like the Perfect Bars or the Power Crunch Bars? Or do I really need to buy these Boulder Canyon chips? All things like a Power Crunch, probably not the best, but Perfect Bars have great ingredients. Um, the Boulder Canyon chips, the ones we get are like uh, potatoes, avocado oil, and uh, salt typically. Again, all healthy ingredients, but if I eat the whole bag, it's not probably great. Do they have a smaller version or can I delay the gratification and eat these at a different time? And those are all conversations I have with myself. I have the same internal dialogue you guys have at the grocery store. Just more often than not, I tend not to do it. And I don't say to myself, I can't have these chips today. I might look at them and stare at them and be like, you know what? I can have these today, but I'll maybe I'll enjoy them on a, on a Saturday um, versus today. Because I've already ate X, Y, and Z. I know if I'm going to eat a lot of these I'm going to feel a certain kind of way, and maybe this doesn't kind of fit, you know, what I want to do today. And so I lay it off for another day. Not that I can't do it, but you have this conversation with yourself, and you sell yourself on the moment of why you can do it, but you're choosing not to. And that's a much better, healthy place to be. So again, you ditch the hard, fast rules, and you start to create the rules that are going to help you be more successful, not just Monday through Friday, but also Saturday and Sunday. And the third thing, I think just giving up on the the whole quote-unquote cheat days is probably beneficial for most of you. I don't know why you need a whole day. Like, even if you're, again, like I mentioned Chandler earlier, and I was guilty of this before, I think a lot of people have been Monday through Saturday, you're great. You're quote-unquote damn near perfect. And Sunday, it's your cheat day. It's your happiest day of the week. You wake up and you're like a kid at Christmas or Thanksgiving or your birthday and you just go buck fucking wild, man, eating all day, all the stuff that you told yourself you couldn't eat during the week. Maybe it's having drinks and as the nighttime gets closer, you start to freak out. So you eat more, maybe you drink more and even more and even more because tomorrow you're back to reality back to the compliance, back to not having fun, back to this overly restricted eating style. And sure, some people find having a weekly cheat day to be useful, both mentally um, and even physically, if you can kind of pair it around your workouts, you know, pre, post workout, you know, take advantage of like, you know, leptin and glycogen and the, the, you know, abundance of calories. And if that's you and that works for you, respect, keep doing that. But for most people, a cheat day means the rest of the week is is misery and purgatory. And a lot of people end up having like this uh, eater's remorse, drinker's remorse, and they feel like a, a fat, bloated, gross uh, human being when it's all said and done and they wish that they wouldn't have went so hard. 
Um, I quit doing a cheat day probably, I don't know, 13 years ago, 12 years ago. Um, and just gave myself permission to choose different things during the week that I wanted to. And I let go of that all or nothing mentality because that one day would create so much pressure and stress and restrictiveness in my life. It almost gives you, obviously it gives you kind of like an eating disorder, no matter how you want to slice it. It makes you feel uh, anxious or needy or greedy. And you just felt like it, I couldn't do anything. And to counter the scarcity mindset, you have to go into like an abundance mindset. And so saying like, I can't eat these things. I'm just choosing not to. So you don't need to cheat because there's nothing to cheat from. There's nothing to cheat on. Maybe you enjoy dessert on a Tuesday night because you're in the mood for it. Um, and not on a Friday night. And that's okay. It doesn't have a, to have a designated day. And what and when you eat is up to you and you base it on your goals and how you feel and your hunger and fullness cues, it doesn't matter what day it is. It doesn't have to be a specific day. Now, full disclaimer, I don't do a ton of stuff during the week just because my life is very regimented. And again, I also, this is kind of what I do for a living, obviously. And what I will look like is, has been a huge part of my business for a long period of time. Hopefully as I get older, it it becomes less and less of that because I just think it's it's foolish. Um, but again, your, your body is your business card, and I get that. And it's, it's part of what you do, and it's what draws people in. And the people do respect the hard work. And I like to, to feel healthy, and I like to look you know, the way that I look. But it's not everything, right? And I think if you can get to the place where you have freedom and flexibility every day, that's much healthier for the long term. For, for all of you. And what I'm saying is I don't do a lot during the week. I kind of keep it toward for me um, on Saturdays. It tends to work out best just scheduling wise and training wise and filming wise. And what we do is when, if I go, if we go out and be social or if we do something at home and eat something that's not um, in the normal scope of what we do, that's when I tend to do it. But Valentine's day was on Wednesday and Heather had stopped at like uh, one of our favorite bakeries um, that we rarely ever go to. I, I think the last time I was there was like in September maybe. And she got, um, they make this like legit, it's like a legit place with real ingredients. Um, for the most part, obviously they use whatever fake coloring they use for certain things. But she got me this carrot cake and uh, this red velvet cupcakes. And man, legit. Um, I think we split the cupcake and I ate 90% of the carrot cake. Smoked them both on a Wednesday. Um, and that's not a day I, I would ever typically do that, but it's Valentine's day. We didn't go out. We don't do the whole, you know, kind of bullshit Valentine's day dinner stuff. And it was great. And maybe, you know, 13 years ago, I would have been like, well, I'll save it till Friday or I'll save it till Saturday. And it's like, dude, wh what are we doing? Like, what kind of life am I living? If I can't, if I can't do that with my wife and enjoy something on a Wednesday, like what the fuck is, is any of this even about? You know what I mean? Like, Again, no judgment here to anybody who, who can't do that, but I think having flexibility and saying, you know what, I can do this and it's fine. And that just means maybe I don't, you know, do that on a Friday night or I don't do that on a Saturday night because I did it on a Wednesday night and that's okay. So just knowing you can move those things around, giving yourself permission to sell yourself in the moment if you do or don't want to, I think is ideal. Now, if you have some hard fast goals and some things you're trying to achieve on a tight timeline and you're competing, that's something different. But for most people day to day, the average healthy couch to athlete adult, 
I think that's the best way to go about it. And number four on the list here, you just got to own your choices. You have to own the choices that you make. You can't have eater's remorse. You can't have drinker's remorse. You can't live in the past. You just got to focus on today and the future. Now, in that mindset, you know, where people are really trying to barter with themselves and, and make trades and swap foods for related foods, it's like, you know, one good deed gives you um, the past to do something shitty later. Those trades really don't pay off. You know, the mental gymnastics you go through, you know, I'm going to eat good here, but I can eat bad here. Trading off good food for bad food um, is for little kids. You know, we're grown adults. There is no, you know, good and bad. You know, there's no uh, prison warden holding the keys to you. Uh, The mind games that you play with yourself when you guys do that, and everybody's been guilty of it, it undermines your health and the authority it gives you to make decisions. You got to make your own choices. You got to let your adult values and your deeper health principles guide you when you sit down to eat and make food choices. You start making food decisions by acknowledging the outcome you'd expect based on the experience. If you're choosing to sit and have a shit ton of drinks on a Saturday night, you're probably going to be hungover and feel like shit. If you choose to sit and eat a gallon of ice cream on a Friday night, you're probably going to feel nauseous and anxious and have eater's remorse and be bloated and feel like shit. Or maybe you'll feel fine with it. In the end, either way is fine, but you just have to own those choices. You are free to eat and drink anything you want whenever you want. You make the choices. It is your behavior. Just remember the different choices produce different outcomes. This is for everything in life. Everything in life has a trade-off, you guys. Every single thing in life has a trade-off. Never eating anything and being so regimented and living like a monk, like a robot, you're probably going to look pretty fucking good. You're probably going to be pretty shredded. Uh, All barring genetics and the training and everything matches up. You're going to look really good. You're probably not going to be as social in a lot of ways. You're probably not going to eat food that's as palatable or as, you know, maybe as enjoyable. I'm not saying you won't, but there's going to be a trade-off for sure. You're not going to do some of the same things. Now, if you're somebody who always eats things just on taste and flavor, and you live in the moment, and life's too short to restrict yourself, you're probably not going to be in the best shape you've ever been in to be the healthiest, especially if you're eating you know, minimally processed, highly palatable foods versus whole nutrient-dense foods that are more minimally processed. Now, obviously, there's a crossover there, and there's nuance there, but at the end of the day, You have to own your choices. You can't beat yourself up over what you did. You have to own the decision and live with it. And know you're free to eat and drink anything you want whenever you want. And know that different choices of food and drink and training and sleep produce different outcomes. Like anything in life, the effort you put in and what you extract from it is going to come from the decisions and the choices you make today, tomorrow, and every day moving forward. And the last one real quick here, just you got to stop selling yourself on the bullshit of why you can't do it, and you have to stop rationalizing the poor decisions you're making. The weekends, for most people, present comfortable, easy, fun, social justifications for eating a bunch of not nutrient-dense foods. 
and drinking alcohol and partying and having a good time. No judgment here. Uh, live your life. You know, if you, again, if you're training a lot and you're eating most real food and you want to go have a couple beers, do it. You want to eat pizza, do it. You want to have a couple donuts, that's fine. But when you're abusing these things and you're doing them way too often and you find yourself not reaching your goals and not feeling good, that's when it becomes the issue. And it could be anything. You could tell yourself, and you can, dude, you can sell yourself on anything in the moment. Well, I'm too tired to, to do mobility today. Well, I actually don't have time to, to take a walk. You know what? There's, there's no way I could possibly squeeze in a five-minute workout. Uh, and you can do the same thing for eating. Oh, you're way too busy. You were traveling. You had to work. You had so many family and social obligations. Any excuse will do. It's the powerless victim of circumstance. You know what I'm saying? Any excuse, if, you know, if it's, if it's real to you, it's real. But things like being super busy, quote unquote, uh, boredom, travel, work, family dinners, don't inherently cause people to overeat. I'll say that again. That's the excuse for most of us. I was too busy. Oh, I was just bored and I was snacking. Well, I'm traveling. I had a bunch of work stuff to do. Oh, it's a family dinner. Those things don't inherently cause you to overeat. Do they make it harder? For sure. Um, is it easier if you're at home in a controlled environment and you have a private chef? Yeah, it's way easier. But that's not reality for most people. People eat and drink too much in a lot of different situations. The explanation that a lot of people come up with simply matches whatever's going on at the time. So if you're somebody who naturally likes to drink, you'll do it because you're busy You'll do it because you're bored. You'll do it because you travel. You'll do it because of work stress. And you'll do it because of social gatherings. If you're a person who naturally, you know, likes to eat whatever, you know, certain type of highly palatable food, you know, is your thing, whether it's salty, sweet, or you name it, you'll do it because you're busy, bored, travel, work, and because you have social obligations. Your explanation is just going to match whatever's going on at the time. And that's the bullshit story that you sell yourself. You, you, you make it work in your head. Rationalizations for things like this are just very convenient scripts that you tell yourself. They help you make sense of the bullshit that you're doing. And it perpetuates the overeating and the overdrinking and the unhelpful behaviors that keep putting you in this loop. I'm always going to go back to this loop cycle, this behavior cycle. Well, what, for, again, I can use this for anything. I know food is the one that, that holds most people back. But why can't you do mobility for five minutes a day? If you're listening to this right now and you're tight and you're stiff and you're sore and you have some problem areas, why are you not rolling the tissue above or below the joint? Why are you not getting a massage? Why are you not doing some type of dedicated mobility routine to those body parts? If your hips are tight, if your shoulders are tight, if your lumbar spine is bothering you, if your hip flexors, if it's your T-spine, whatever it may be. Why aren't you at least doing five minutes of work every day to alleviate that pain and discomfort so you can move better and feel better? You're rationalizing it just becomes the convenient story you can tell yourself so you can perpetuate the non-activity or the poor behavior of you not following through on your goals. So what can you do? You got to stop rationalizing. And ask yourself, why am I really overeating? Why am I really drinking four drinks when I promised myself I'd have one? 
Why am I really skipping my workouts? Why am I really not getting to bed at a decent time? Why am I really not doing the tissue work and the mobility work my body needs? Only you can answer that. And sometimes you want to skip a workout. And sometimes you want to skimp on mobility. And sometimes you want to eat crap. And sometimes you want to have a couple of drinks. And too much of it. And that's normal. That happens. That's being a human. That's called life. But instead of kind of falling back into that tired, you know, victim of circumstance narrative, take the opportunity to ask yourself, what is really going on? Am I bored? Am I stressed? Am I sad? Am I unhappy? Am I happy? Am I coping with something? Am I masking something? Why am I making excuses? And why am I telling myself it's okay over and over and over and over again? It's okay to make a mistake. It's okay to fumble. It's okay to fail. But when you do those things consistently over and over and over again, now we're not making a mistake. Now we're making the decision. And if it's a poor decision, that leads us to not reaching our goals. And we get caught in these loops and these patterns over and over and over again. So if you do this, if you start to audit and you start to self-question and ask yourself, what's really going on? Why can I, why can I not say no to drinking socially? And how is it really making me feel? And if you can keep questioning, why do I keep binge eating you know, by myself or binge eating in public? Or why do I keep making poor choices in the middle of the week? Or why do I keep skipping you know, this thing for my health that I need to do? And if you keep questioning and you do this over and over, you're going to start to see some patterns. And that's where the magic happens. That's when you reach your you know, proverbial pot of gold. That's the opportunity to change your drinking behaviors. That's when you get the opportunity to change your overeating behaviors and change your exercise routine and integrate a new mobility flow into your life and do something to address the emotions instead of the binging or the selling yourself on why you can't do something. That, my friends, is what you really need to do. Now, you got to ask yourself, How has the weekend eating been for me this week? And how has the weekend overeating or overdrinking worked out for you in the past? Has it gotten you towards your goals or further away from your goals? Now, some people, it's great. If you're loving your cheat day and your Friday junk food bonanzas and your Sunday brunches with endless mimosas and you're happy with your results and you feel good, keep doing that shit. I'm a huge fan of it. You found a balance. You found what works for you. Respect. Keep banging that drum, dude, as long as you want. Find and live a healthy, balanced life. But if you're conflicted and you don't feel good and you don't like the results that you're seeing and getting, maybe you should investigate a little bit further and ask yourself, what does weekend overeating do for me? What is it a path to? What does it enable and what does, it, what does it make me feel like? How does it solve a problem? Or does it have a purpose for me? And for me, I guess back then, it was like my way of, of medicating, um, getting rid of stress, and, uh, you know, filling this overly restrictive void I had during the week. I could go ham on the weekend and be a quote-unquote normal person. And it was a way for me to connect and I guess be social at the same time, especially when it was drinking in my younger years. 
Um, it was a way where I could be part of the group, right? But over time, you have to rearrange your mindset to break that cycle of drinking and overeating and just lack of, of doing the things you need to do to be healthy. And so the recap for everybody here, aiming for good enough instead of trying to be perfect because perfect does not exist. And just full disclaimer, um, I drank a beer yesterday, and this is not a I'm, – I'm not a saint. Don't give me a pat on the back. I don't need one for this. This is not me trying to boast or prove anything, and I don't think drinking is bad, and I don't think you, you shouldn't drink, although I do think drinking alcohol is a problem for a lot of people in America, and I think it's super fucking unhealthy the way that people do it. But if you can do it and you have a good balance in your life and you have fun, respect. Um, but I had a beer yesterday uh, for the first time in over six months. So it had been over six full months since I had to drink alcohol, and that was not me trying to be on some crusade or anything, but it's just naturally kind of how it worked out with this season of my life. And uh, I drank a beer, and it was fine. I didn't need to drink two beers and three beers and four beers. I just had a beer and uh, called it a day. I was out with my wife at a dinner. Her and I haven't been out um, just us together without a bunch of other people in, in quite some time. And uh, we're at a rooftop environment. Sun was out. It was a nice atmosphere, nice weather, and... She was having drinks, so I'm like, fuck it, I'll have a beer with her. That's fine. Uh, I didn't need to, you know, go crazy. I wasn't trying to be quote-unquote perfect for the next six months so I could make it a full year. That's fine with me. If, if I drink a beer every single week or had a whiskey every single week, I think that's fine too. I know there's no health benefits to it, but I also don't think one or two drinks a week for most people is overly detrimental. But again, you got to know who you are. And you got to know where you're at. And that's what I mean by... Aim for being great every week. Aim for being great on the weekends. Aim for being good enough, but don't try to be perfect. Don't try to be overly restrictive. It'll crush you in the long run. The next one, let go of the bullshit food rules. I can't do this and I can't do that. You can do anything you want. You're a grown adult. Nobody tells you what to eat or drink. And if they do, tell them to get fucked. Like, nobody should do that. You're, you're, grown, you're grown humans. Set your own guidelines, healthy ones. And instead of saying... I can't do this. I can do this. I'm just choosing not to do it. You're just changing the language, which I think if you do long enough will change the behavior pattern. Also, give up full cheat days. You're not 12 years old. You don't have to eat pancakes and Skittles and nerds and eat pizza and burgers and fries and ice cream and spaghetti and have 17 beers in a day. It's ridiculous and it's overkill. Again, if it works for you, that's awesome. For most of you, it's a very, very, very rare, small percentage of you. If you want to have a cheap meal or eat a couple of items you like, I think that's great. But punting an entire day and filling it with 10,000 calories is going to smoke most of your goals. Most of us aren't going to work out enough and don't have good enough genetics to get rid of that. So keep it marginal and pick your cheats and, and make them worth it. The next one, again, own your choices. They're your decisions. Nobody else's. Don't beat yourself up about what you did do. Just own the decisions and what comes with those decisions. And then again, quit trying to rationalize the bullshit choices that you do make. Just own up to it and move forward. Again, if you're listening out there and you're somebody who really has an, an urgency or a, comp and a compulsion to overeat um, and you feel like you have like a, a crazy uh, eating disorder, consider talking to a doctor and a trained professional about the disorder, like actually get help for it. Cause a lot of people out there are struggling and there's a lot of 
now with telehealth and other places, there is a lot of great resources out there um, if you do need uh, a little bit of guidance. But for most of you, you're the boss. You're the one who's in control. You're the one who should own their choices, you know. And I know this, man, because I've done it. Um, I've been addicted to a lot of things, uh, drugs, alcohol, you name it, certain foods uh, at some point. Um, changing a deep-seated behavior and, and a deep-seated habit is tough. Even that on the surface might seem small and silly and harmless, like you know, a little bit of overeating on the weekend. It can be challenging. And for a lot of people in health and fitness, it's the number one thing that holds them back. Or over drinking. I think I think those are the two ones. A weekend uh, binge eating and binge drinking uh, tend to be that. Or even just the collective of having, you know, multiple drinking 10, 15 drinks per week and then mix that with going ham on the weekends. It's really challenging. And just like, you know, weight loss and fat loss, um, the process of changing your habits is going to have ups and downs. It's not a steady stream of progress. You'll fuck up and you'll fail some days, and that's okay. Um, it helps to team up with somebody and people who will support and encourage you. That's why I always say it's important to have a goal, a community, and a coach, a friend, a partner, a trainer uh, who will listen to you. Um, you can ask them questions. You can talk with them. They can hold you accountable. And uh, for a lot of people, uh, clients that we've worked with, relinquishing control Um is a choice that they're they're glad to own, you know. So again, I, I do think it's always better um, for your physical health uh, and your mental health to to have a coach and to have people you can rely on and ask questions of and, and be surrounded by. That's the, that's our app group. Uh, we have thousands of people in our app. It's a great community of people. They're awesome in there. They're always kind of cheering each other on, which is super cool to see. Obviously, our in-person community is here, and I'm sure you have one locally as well. And if you need one, reach out to uh, me. I'm happy to connect you if I know somebody in your area. And I'm happy to look at their stuff and see what they do and if it might be a good fit for you. Or go check them out and reach out to them and surround yourself with some savages, man. And eventually, you'll be a savage too. But that's it, my friends. How to quit overeating on the weekend. Hopefully, this was five, you know, super simple kind of strategies to help you ditch uh, the binging and the guilt and and the extra you know bullshit uh, weight and uh, and health implications that come from just you know going too hard these couple of days after putting in a lot of effort uh, during the week so if you're watching on YouTube, uh, thank you guys. As always, again, you guys can subscribe to the Jeremy Scott Fitness YouTube page. Uh, over 2,000 videos on there, all for free. Uh, again, if you guys want a free sample of AG1, hit me up. Again, the Just Meat discount is rolling for about the next two days here, 25% off your first order. Any of our other podcast sponsors, the links are all in the show notes for you guys. And again, if you want to join me inside the app, we're giving away a week for free. And you guys can train with me uh, in there every single day. So we appreciate you guys. If you're on Apple Podcasts, drop out a five-star, leave a comment. Same thing on Spotify. You can drop comments on there as well now and also leave a five-star review. So again, I know this is a tough one. If you guys are struggling with it, take these tips to heart. Really question yourself and ask yourself what you're doing. And if you need a little bit more help, we offer the services here to help you guys uh, kind of stick with it um, in our coaching and in our communities as well. So I'm tired now. Uh, I got some work to do and I'll hopefully head home and enjoy the sunshine, play with my dogs and, and just enjoy my life like, like a normal human for a couple of hours till I got to be back here. So thank you guys as always for the support. We appreciate it. And until next time, eat well, train hard, be nice to people. And please, you guys, 
Keep doing shit you love with people you enjoy because your life is too short not to. I'll talk to you soon. Peace.